0: Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bath Fitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bath Fitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bath Fitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bath Fitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bath Fitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Here we go, you six AM listeners. Love you guys and gals. Best of the best. Good morning, Mark Slareth. Well, good morning, Michael. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling good. Uh, Really enjoyed that that Nuggets game last night. I tell you what, man they uh they're good. They're good. They're really good. Just like fundamental. When push comes to shove, being able to kind of take it to the Take the the next gear aspect of the Nuggets because they did it. You know, they did it the other night and then they did it again last night, trailing for the majority of the game and being able to get into another gear. And down the stretch, boy, this team plays with so much confidence at home. And down the stretch, they were down by six points with about two and a half minutes left. Right. But no panic. Offensively, nobody resorted to hero ball. They ran their offense, ran their sets, got good looks, got to the free throw line. Good defense, some big stands, some big stops. How about Nikola Jokic, who uh, made a really nice play on um, a drive by Scotty Barnes, did not foul him. A foul was called, did not foul him. Michael Malone, who outcoached, by the way, Nick Nurse down the stretch, and Nick Nurse is a championship-winning coach, Correctly uh, used his challenge, mm-hmm. overturned the challenge, uh, led to a jump ball. Nikola Jokic kind of stole the tip, won the tip from a guy who was taller than him in a, in Jakob Pertl, and um, and then just to just to let you know that everything is going the Nuggets' way right now. Scott Foster, the dastardly villainous Scott Foster, who for years Nuggets fans have been complaining about this guy. Called a technical because he got rabbit ears. Called a technical on Scotty Barnes when it was a one-point game. Threw him out of the game. Afterwards, tell me if this isn't Shades of the Super Bowl. Afterwards, apparently, Barnes said, y'all are cheating, bro. And Foster says, Barnes questioned the integrity of the crew in the pool report after the game, which is why he got tossed. And the Nuggets... uh, once again, come away with a another win, twenty four and one at home this season. Foster's that classic guy that thinks uh, you came to watch him officiate the game. He's always been that way. Yeah, nugget fan will tell you that. Like that's just that you don't do it. again. You just don't do that. And that at that point in time of the game, you don't. Hey, dude, come on! You're cheating us. You, you're just like that's just vernacular. It's not questioning your integrity. It's just you venting. Uh-huh. You should not get tossed for something like that. That's you thinking you're more important than you are to the game. I I, I just don't I don't appreciate that. I'm glad the call went our way. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I just don't think that's the way you officiate games. Uh, correction: Bronco, uh Nuggets twenty four and one in their last twenty five home games. Thirty and four overall. But you you look ahead to the Western Conference playoffs. This team having home court, I, I what a, what a huge huge advantage, and there is not, I don't think there's another sport in all the professional sports, the major ones, where home court, home field, home ice, home advantage matters more than does the NBA. Yeah, no, know. You know, I mean, home court advantage is always. Yeah, the hockey doesn't really count, right? Hockey is it doesn't seem to really matter. It, yeah, it's really weird, but yeah, there is no there is no question, and especially playing in Denver in the altitude, man. It it is whether it's I know that it's not all psychological, but it is you know it's in the psyche of players that come here. Yeah, it's always funny when you look at the court and it says fifty two eighty right there by the stripe, by, by the yeah. I did the whole thing on the, doing a, a Broncos game for the first time and got all the messaging. They like got one of the camera guys to shoot all the messaging all over the stadium like, make sure you stay hydrated. You know? Yeah, right, yeah, right. The will get you. It's going to get you. You are now a mile above sea level. Yeah. Getting oxygen could be difficult. Yes, it's Things exact, like that. Yeah, it's all kinds of stuff. So that stuff is real, and it's been planted and cemented in the heads. But, I mean, it, there's a, there was a real physiological effect, but there's a psychological effect as well, and the nuggets play into it. And they won on a night, which, by the way, Nikola Jokic was very, very passive, uh, not involved, whatever word you want to use. He took eight shots. And and this is the the other thing I I love about Jokic is that, and to all the claims of stat padding, Mm -hmm. in a close game like that, down the stretch, typically your NBA superstars stars, whatever, they do resort to hero ball. Mm-hmm. This is my time. Right, I'm going to go make a play. And in a game in which the Nuggets trailed the vast majority of the game, right up until the last couple of minutes of the game, Jokic just never pressed the issue. And that's what he'll be criticized for, though, too. That's what guys like Kendrick Perkins and everybody else will criticize him for not pressing the issue, for not getting his points, for not going out there and doing, you know, playing, for not, like if you paid attention, this is the way he plays. When he gets those 40-point nights, those are, you know, he's getting the one-on-one, he's making the right call. The right call is they're saying, hey, we're going to let you be one-on-one and we're not going to beat you or we're not going to let you beat us with the system in, in smart basketball. You're going to have to score on us. Okay, I'll score on you. But when they are rolling out there and double-teaming him and getting weak side help and all that stuff, Then he's just going to make the right play. He's going to make the assist. He's going to make the pass. He's going to do those things. So, you know, I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I would think that the amount of confidence the team gains winning a game like this, in which the two-time reigning MVP took eight shots in the entire game. And yet... You still executed down the stretch. You, everybody was sharing the ball. You got good looks. You, you 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 got back into the game. You end up winning the game. You make the plays, and everybody can walk off that floor feeling like, "Hey, I had a, I had a huge part in it. It wasn't just stand aside and watch our I think superstar go yeah, rescue." us. I think that's, that's the one thing that how much does that help you come playing? That's off time? the one thing that, about this team that um, is unique in their construction. Okay is that it truly is, and you hear guys preaching it, you hear Michael Malone preach it, we heard you, even from MPJ yesterday talking about it, it is truly the team aspect. Like, everybody's invested because everybody's truly getting their opportunities on a night-in, night-out basis to contribute. Coming up. It's big, man. It is. It is. It's, it's big. they And with, with the home court, that is just a... Super, super confident team at home. And if uh, the Joker was really padding stats, he wouldn't end with nine assists. Right? Again, another one of those double-doubles where he finishes one assist away from another triple-double. Coming up, today's the final day to franchise tag players. To franchise tag Draymond Jones or not, that is the question We'll debate that next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Band presents Schlereth and Evans. Morning Brew coming up at uh, 6.30. Take a look at the ABS. Do they have a goaltending issue as they uh, get set to host the Sharks tonight? Good work by our guy, Fever, our outstanding producer, who put together some uh, good work on the franchise tag. So today is the franchise tag deadline in the NFL. Okay. To tag Draymond Jones or not tag him. Based on all the reporting and speculation out there that the... The floor for a Draymond Jones contract would be about twenty million per year. Okay. Yeah. The franchise tag number for defensive linemen is twenty million. Hmm. This one doesn't make sense to me because George Payton drafted Draymond Jones, right? Yes. Oh uh, wait a minute! No, no, you're right. He did not. He did not. That was right. that was that was John but he is he is a organizational find. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that was drafted. By the way, not a first round pick. Yeah, third round, third pick. round pick. Drafted, developed, and now in a in a position to get paid. Why wouldn't you tag him? Especially with the idea and this this is some of the good work that uh, Fever did. Broncos actually under Elway and we get on Elway for some of the things he, he did and did not do right. But he used the franchise tag the right way. Some quick history. In 2013, the Broncos tagged Ryan Clady. Mm-hmm. They ended up reaching a long-term deal. Right. In 2015, the Broncos tagged Demarius Thomas. They would eventually sign a long-term deal. Next year, the Broncos tagged Von Miller before working out a long-term deal. And then the franchise tag was used on Justin Simmons not once but twice. And then eventually Justin Simmons got a long-term deal. So the Broncos have had a very good history with the franchise tag. Why not roll the dice again with Draymond Jones? Well, again, that, that depends on what your definition of good is and how you use the franchise tag. In all those scenarios, those guys were up meaning you didn't get a long-term deal done with those guys before they became unrestricted free agents. So now you're paying on a one-year deal top dollar or you're paying top dollar to retain Vaughn Miller and Demarius Thomas as opposed to getting a discounted deal. Now, that can work in your favor, can work outside your favor. Like how how do those contracts that they signed with Tim Patrick and uh, Cortland Sutton look right now? Tim Patrick obviously tore up his knee, and Corlin Sutton. There were reports yesterday that Corlin Sutton's on the trading blocks. So, you know, I mean, it, it to identify the guys you want, and I talked to George. I've talked to George Payton about Draymond Jones. I, I, you know, I think George Payton feels a lot like I do that Draymond Jones is a phenomenal player. Like he's going to be a, he's got the potential of being a superstar. Has that happened yet? No, but has he become a very good player? Yes. So, are you projecting forward like it's too late now to get him at a at a discounted rate? So now you're basically saying we don't want to spend the market rate on our player. Well, then, then you you needed to figure that out at the beginning of last year. Okay, why wasn't it done? I think they if sh- George Payton likes Draymond Jones a lot. Why wasn't it done? I think it was wasn't done because of new ownership trying to put ownership together. All those different things. Um, I think it was. There's probably somewhat of a moratorium on doing any of that stuff. Like while, a hiring, like a hiring freeze. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> while we're figuring out ownership. Uh huh. And then you know, for Draymond, well, if you didn't do it early, and I'm playing in the season. You know, there's a lot of guys that just make up their minds, man. I'm playing this I'm playing this out. I'm, I'm gambling on myself. I'm going to stay healthy, and here we go. And that's fine. I can see why Draymond Jones would get to a certain point in the season where he's like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of home free now. Right. I can bet on myself. But the franchise tag is a weapon that teams have agreed on by the players in the mm-hmm. collective bargaining agreement, sure. and I just don't understand why the Broncos wouldn't use that. Even with the idea that You franchise tag them, and it it buys you time. That's the great thing about the franchise tag. It buys you time. It Mm -hmm. buys you time to try to maybe smooth over whatever hurt feelings or whatever anger or distrust that Draymond Jones may have about the Broncos. It gives you time for Sean Payton to come in and say, hey, whoa, hey, different different." Sheriff in town here. We're going to be doing things differently. I think you're going to like it. Give it a chance, that kind of thing. It buys you time. You could eventually end up trading him. Yeah. So I I just don't see why you don't buy time with the franchise tag with him. And I think the other thing you have to do is you have to look at past history. So I think part of it is look at Vance Joseph's defense and look at like the production that you got out of, even though he retired this year, J.J. Watt. I'm going to talk about production. Good point. Good point. I mean, you're going to be playing in that defense where you're going to be up and down the line of scrimmage, getting opportunities on weak links. Like that's that's JJ Watt 101. And now I'm not I'm not saying that Draymond Jones is JJ Watt because he's not. JJ Watt is a phenomenal phenomenal player. But I am saying that JJ Watt's going to get great opportunity. Or excuse me, that that Draymond Jones will get great. Opportunities in that defense if he starts to produce. The other thing is there's another kid, um, and and some of this I don't know how much of this is JJ Watts. I, I think most of it's JJ Watts' influence, but some of it is is Vance Joseph's influence as well. But they developed a kid. Oh gosh, what was his name? Hold on, really quick. Um, maybe a little efforting music for me. Oh, what that? that is this somebody who backed up? No, he, he he ended up becoming a starter. Uh, is it uh, Zach Allen? Yes. <laughs> I'm like this. The internet in this building. Oh, yes. really? Yeah. You just got beat by sausage fingers. I know. You but got beat. I'm tapping my phone. My sausage fingers and huge. And this one. beat your long <laughs> slender. I think my, my phone is just—it won't. <laughs> this really. All right, get on. Get on with your point. Stop! Stop! No! Man, no! No. No. Oh, no. No. God, no! no! All right, Mark needs a little pouty time here. Hold on, Mark no. needs some, there we go. Needs now, some time. Now, it, now, Mark needs up. the pout over his phone. Now it's Are we got it. Up. Zach Allen, Zach Allen. Yes, yes, I told you that sixty seconds ago. Yeah, third, he was a third round pick <laughs> back in the day. But Zach Allen actually played really well for them, and I think a lot of it uh, when you have a dominant player like that, you see guys morph into the same kind of football stance, the same kind like. They mimic those guys, and rightfully so, because they're great. Like guys that play with Aaron Donald try to be Aaron Donald-esque. Guys that play with you know J.J. Watt try to try to mimic that style of football. But um, bottom line is, you need to think about kind of the you'll be featured. You'll be featured in a way that maybe you haven't been featured before, and that's production, and that's the potential of you know of going to multiple Pro Bowls in a row, and and you know securing uh, one more big deal. Coming up, the morning brew. The Nuggets did it again. Another come-from-behind win in which they executed flawlessly down the stretch. And for all the Michael Malone haters, Michael Malone flat-out out-coaching an NBA title winner down the stretch. Details next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Another... Home comeback win for the Nuggets last night. They're now 24-1 and in their last 25 at home as a very determined, scrappy Toronto team came into town and outplayed the Nuggets for about 46 minutes of this game. But the Nuggets came through down the stretch, made all the right plays. Michael Malone with a key challenge on a shooting foul against Nikola Jokic that was overturned. Jokic ends up winning the jump ball. They keep possession. And then, even with a four-point lead with about 20 seconds left, uh, correctly identified that uh, big man Jakob Pertle was on the court for Toronto. Bad mm-hmm. free-throw shooter. Nikola Jokic intentionally fouled him. He missed both free-throws. Nuggets close it out. Malone, on what went into that decision. One of the very late timeouts... I grabbed Nicole and I said, listen, you remember in the playoffs last year against Golden State, you fouled Kevon Looney in the pick and roll, put him on the free throw line. I said, with Pirtle, as long as that guy is in the play, and he said yes. And so as he came up to set that pick and roll, we were up by four. He takes that foul and he misses both and we get the ball back. It's just constant communication, constant collaboration. And uh, I have tremendous amount of respect for Nicola's IQ, intelligence, and, and totally trust what he sees on the floor. Man, you put good mm. coaching and high basketball IQ together. It's exciting. Like that, that connection they have. The connection they have. The trust they have in one another. the Just being on the same page. Yeah, I see it, coach. We're good. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes you can just get into kind of a look. You know, like a grunt or something. He just bathed dribbling down the court. Ah, but that's, and that's that's continuity, that's right. chemistry, that's that's the quarterback and the wide receiver mm-hmm. that have been playing together for so sure. long that all they do have, they have their own special it's like me and signs. You. Yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. A quick tacit look over here. Yep. I know right mm-hmm. where you're going. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes that head gets red and I know, hey. We're on to something here. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nuggets win this game despite Jokic taking eight shots. He was five of 8 can't Six wait. players, six other players took more shots than the two-time reigning MVP, yeah, and yet, yet they still win. Kendrick Perkins go off on it. Oh, but Joel Embiid had 42 last night. That's why he's the MVP. Yeah, right. What the f- are you watching? <laughs> Next on the morning brew, the John ja Morant investigation uh, going on. Ah, uh, Glendale. Little, little Glendale really packs a wallop, don't they? What's Glendale? The little town of Glendale, oh. a little borough of Glendale. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's funny how they describe Glendale and uh, the area over there by uh, Shotgun Willies. Glendale, a small enclave surrounded by Denver, known for its strip clubs and shopping centers. <laughs> <laughs> Did they really? Did yes, that's from really the ESPN Whoa, story. Like Good. That's that's nice to be now. Where do you live, Glendale? Shopping centers and strip clubs. That's what we're all about. Yeah, you, know, you get, all you, get, right, you right, enter right. town and you enter a town, they have the little sign there, and you know, welcome to America's Dairyland, yeah, you know, something right, like that, yeah, right. you know? Welcome yeah, to i sitting in a, in a city council meeting right now. Oh, yeah. How can we combine yes. our two most popular entities? <laughs> strip malls and strip clubs. <laughs> strip malls and strip clubs. Just a strip area. <laughs> oh, man. John Moran. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? First off, to have that, like, what kind of violations did? What kind of violation did Shotgun Willies? Because for that gun to come in to that establishment, I'm I have to assume you got backdoor access where you weren't actually checked. Okay. Is is there some type well, of law being broken? Well, there, there, there there's also the team rules. Uh, NBA teams, sure. You're not allowed to to bring that on any flight. NBA, sure. Team sanctioned business trip. And he did. So, it sounds like the initial suspension is two games, but it sounds like he's going to be away from the team longer. And I would hope so. I, I I would think that Adam Silver. Well might you well, I don't know. You're right. Yeah, you're you're yeah. right. You're right. You the would NBA think they will make an excuse. Well, of you're right. Some kind. No, that's a good point. The NBA has proven time after time after time that they will acquiesce to the players. See what happens in this case. Next on the morning brew. Avalanche sharks tonight. This should be what we uh call in the biz a get right game. Okay. Sharks are terrible. Uh, making the rounds yesterday, I saw this on denversports.com. Do the Avs have a goaltending problem? You know, because they've been going through. Sure. You know, Pavel François and, um, um, Eustace Mm hmm. Keith Kincaid. Right. With his yellow Bruins pads and mm-hmm. hasn't gotten his new pads yet. Uh, even uh, Georgie got lit up against uh, Dallas the other night. Do the Avs have a goaltending problem as we head down the stretch here? Well, certainly they have a goaltending problem in that they don't have a backup that they can rely on. I mean, that's a that's an issue. I mean, how important was Francois down oh. the stretch last year? Oh. Seriously. Oh. In the playoffs. Well, I, well, l- let me let me My initial reaction is huge. But then you sit back and realize that the Avalanche goaltending as a whole was among the worst of all the qualifying playoff teams. Yes. And yet it didn't stop him from winning a cup. Yeah, but, but the roster construction is different. We talked about, are you going to get a, a second line center at the trade deadline, which they didn't do? Like, goaltending is even more important. And bottom line last year is François was huge down the stretch. Um, and, and one, one, because he, he played really well. Two, because I think it had an effect on Darcy Kemper. Like Darcy Kemper knew that. Hey man, if I don't if I don't play great, they don't they won't hesitate to move to the backup goaltender. Now I don't think. But yet he never played great. No, but I don't think. Well, because because pa- Pavel Franzos had that one game where he was a little light, where he didn't stop some easy shots. So I think that first off, I think Gorgie Park is not in jeopardy of losing his job. Oh, no, 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 no. You definitely need a backup goaltender that you can rely on. Here's where the backup goalie matters, coming down the stretch here, because Georgiev has already played a career-high games and games started. Mm. He's on pace to shatter those marks, personal marks, for games played and games started. So you need to be careful about... Burning him out. Yeah. He's he's experienced a workload to this point that he's never experienced before. I think the idea if you wanna if you want to call it an issue about goaltending, call it an issue for hey, if the idea is to give Georgiev more nights off down the stretch, then it's an issue. Come right. playoff time, Georgiev's gonna be the guy. I don't know if you guys have you guys heard this, but I heard I haven't confirmed it yet, but I, I did hear this about Georgiev. Okay. He's already been through three water bottles. No. Yes. Yes. Three. He's never been through more than one water bottle in a season. Never played enough. Yeah. But he's been goaltending so much, he's worn out. He's on his third. He's worn two water bottles completely. So you're saying. What you're saying is Mm -hmm. career high in games. Yes. Career high in starts. Yes. Career high in water bottles. Yes. Now I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it for the morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6:30. Coming up next, gonna have a little fun. You get to play along here at home. We know the Broncos are gonna sign a free agent quarterback. Correct. We know they are. So we give you each of our top five wish list free agent quarterbacks, and there are a lot of big names on these lists. You'll hear them next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. That is an excellent point, Mark Schlereth. Excellent point. always thinking. Always We're having a little fun think. here. Let's let's play along here, okay? All right. So, one thing that we, if you study Sean Payton and his time in New Orleans, this is a guy who really wasn't interested in drafting and developing Young quarterbacks, correct. Only drafted a couple, and one of the highest ones he drafted was actually, uh, uh, oh, the kid from CSU. I just just had the name Grayson Murray. Great, no, great Grayson. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, she's Grayson. Something Grayson. Grayson. What? All right. Anyway, doesn't matter. And somebody help me on the text line. But uh, the fact is, most of the time, Garrett Grayson. Last name was Grayson. Not the first Grayson. name. Okay. I think I was thinking about Grayson Allen from. Uh, Uh, Milwaukee, uh, the the former Dookie. Okay. So, where was I? Okay, so he tends to favor veteran quarterbacks, veteran backups. Sure. We've seen it from uh, Jameis Winston to Teddy Bridgewater. Um, So, as we try to look ahead to what they're going to do at quarterback behind Russell Wilson, I think it's pretty obvious they're going to sign a veteran free agent. Okay? I would agree with you. All right, so we, all of us, all three of us, fever included— we did our top five wish list of quarterbacks that we'd like to see the Broncos sign. And I'll mention uh, Fever's number five first, then you get to go. Number five for him was draft a quarterback or uh, maybe Jameis Winston, if Winston becomes available. I'm assuming that they're going to draft a quarterback regardless. Probably low, but, you know, draft By low, you mean low, like... 7th round, 6th round, 6th round, okay. round. Yeah. Maybe a guy that could that could play more of a Taysom Hill type of role. A guy that you can groom and play multiple positions, you know, a guy that even if you grab a guy in the 3rd round that can really run and can do some things where you can develop that guy into kind of a quote-unquote football player. Um so who'd you go with number five? I just five? i didn't i didn't necessarily break them down one through five. No, well, then but you I just, didn't play the game right. Yeah, well, okay, but i'll 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 give you i'll give you i'll <laughs> make, make it his me, own rules. No, Come I'll on, give you my man. number five, uh, Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels, <laughs> really? That stuns me. Why? Well, okay, because here is the idea. Well, and then I guess it's how you look at your backup. I want a backup. Mm-hmm. that 's going to come in you want to back I that's want to back that 's veteran but still can be developed well, but that can go out and win football games for you, and most importantly will push and will be a valid legitimate uh, competition for Russell Wilson. Understand we do not have a quarterback battle to start the season there 's no decision mm-hmm. to be made here this isn 't Trevor Simeon against Paxton Lynch. Russ is the guy, but with the understanding, I want a guy that's going to be looking right over his shoulder, that Russ is very much aware of, that's going to make Russ uncomfortable, with the understanding that if Russ doesn't play well over the first four or five games of the season, you're out. Well, that's, And this guy can come in and win football games for you. Gonna that's never going to happen. Why not? You're living in a pipe dream. How? Oh. Because, one, Russ is is being paid to be the starting quarterback of this team. He'll be the starter. So you're not you can't you can't develop you can't bring in some also ran who struggled elsewhere and say hey you're going to push Russ. He's going to be he's going to be there as a sounding board for us if Russ gets hurt. Bottom line is Russ is going to play better because he's going to be put in a system in which he's going to perform. But so let me just Well then you me sold me there. then you sold me a bill of goods on Sean Payton then because you you've Portrayed Peyton as somebody who is no nonsense, uh, best right. guys play, right. all that stuff. So why, why is he going to be tied to Russell Wilson just because he's not going to be tied to Russell Wilson well, just then. because he's going to he's going to make Russell do what he wants to do? And, and if Russ doesn't Russell do it, play. But if Russ doesn't do it, Russ isn't going to have an option to do it or not to do it. Russ is going to do it. What well, does that mean? He does it well. Okay. Well that there there you're in a different sort we're playing a different game but oh, Chase Daniel all right Chase to me, Daniel has been doing this for years and he's a great sounding board for anybody he plays under and he's not trying he's he's ready to play at all times but he's not you know he's not trying to become the starter so well Chase you're Daniel. off you're off to a bad start uh, so I have Cooper Rush Dmac I have Cooper Rush yeah. as my number 5 great well, you gotta, I, we just get ripping back D-Mac <laughs> No, Denver. I like Cooper Rush. No. Cooper yes. Rush. Cooper Rush. Uh, hey, cowboy fan out there! I know some of you are embedded here in Denver. Mm-hmm. Cowboy fan, did, did did you like what you saw of Cooper Rush last year? I've been thinking about it a lot in the shower. Jerry, did you like Cooper Rush at times more than Dak last year? That's not right. All right, yeah. so I got Cooper Rush in yeah, number five. Totally, they played they, they played a totally different game plan with Cooper Rush. But go ahead, uh, go ahead. Number continue. four for Fever. He's got Mike White. Okay, I like that. The guy uh, who came on for the Jets last year. Yeah. I like the Mike White pick, Fever. He's on my board, but he's higher than yours. Oh, all right. Who do you have at number whoa, four? Whoa, 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 I'm, whoa. I'm not looking. Dude, really? Oh, yeah. I'm copying Chase Daniels. Andy Dalton. All right. I actually, we're in a... All right, look at us. I have Dalton number four, too. I I love the Red Rifle, man. I do, too. Normally, I, normally like... like I was going to say, I don't trust Cooper Rush because he's, you know, ginger. Right. But then I thought, wait a minute, I can't say that because that would be hypocritical because I really like. Oh, that's right. I got two gingers to start my list. Yeah, your Mm -hmm. list is not It's not starting off strong. I'll tell you Uh that. All right. Number three, uh, Fever's got Cooper Rush. As he said, all he did was go four and one in five games while filling in for Dak. Hmm. There was even an argument made that the Cowboys keep rolling with Rush, even if Prescott was healthy. Yeah, dumb people made that argument, but that's oh, good. Oh, all fever—he's calling you dumb for no. uh, buying the narrative. Ooh. So, uh, who do you got number three? I went Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, I, I, because simply I, well, he knows—he knows, he oh, knows hey, Sean the, Payton, he knows the system. He's played well with Sean Payton. Uh, he'd fit right in, and I—I I just think he'd be a good—he'd be a good mentor in this system because he's played there before. Number three, I'm going with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't like that pick. Why? I just think I just... Well, I guess I just don't like Baker Mayfield. Oh, like I don't. I, well, you were on the original list. Yeah, coming out of college. Yeah, you I mean, were on his list. I woke up this morning. I was feeling pretty dangerous. Yeah, I think that look. He's he's never going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're talking about somebody who, again, if the goal is. And I I believe Russell Wilson will bounce back, but there are no guarantees, and I don't want him to be given anything after a year in which everything was about Russ mm-hmm. I want Russ to be uncomfortable this year, and the mere presence of Baker Mayfield will make him uncomfortable. Why? Because he's been with he's failed at two different nope races? because. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I know that Baker Mayfield is a, um, whatever you want to say about him, he's a a dynamic enough personality that there would be a lot of clamoring for Baker if Russ wasn't playing well. And we know Russ hears stuff. And Russ would hear it. And Russ would know right away that, uh, hey, if the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in town, Baker would be pretty popular in this scenario. I'm just going to tell you guys, and this will clue you in a little bit, there's two guys I left off my list. Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, simply because I could not stand every afternoon. Oh, that's what he, he would. Oh, yeah. The the flag waving. And oh, yeah. A, oh my goodness. After every three and out. Every three and out, they're being pushed. Coach. <laughs> <What> <laughs> Number two. Baker Number play? two. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Number play. two for fever. He's got Gardner Minshew. Yes. Fever, I love it. Number two for me. Yes. Gardner Minshew. Yes. Well, I don't think we've heard the last to him. I have Teddy Bridgewater, number two. Hey, if we're, if we're bringing back Vance, why not bring back Teddy? Teddy was, and I, I'm thinking about Teddy from a diff, for a couple reasons. One, played really well under Sean Payton when he was filling in for Drew Brees. Two, yeah. everybody in that room loves Teddy Bridgewater. And if you're talking about bringing in good locker room people, mm-hmm. good culture builders, I think Teddy Bridgewater fits that. So, Teddy Bridgewater, number two for me. Number one for Fever, he had uh, T- Taylor Heineke. Oh, okay. Yes! I, Taylor, I, I actually like him a lot, man. He is, he the, the players love Taylor. He is the perfect backup because he'll come make enough throws, he'll do enough things right, and then he'll make enough of those just, just, Plays off schedule, plays, yeah. But he's one of those guys. The longer he plays, diminishing returns. No question, okay. that's why he's got to be a backup. He's not to me, he's not a starter. See, I'm looking he's at guys, yeah. See, I'm looking at guys that you could right. legitimately look as a, a, as a starting quarterback. Uh, number one for you, uh, Joe Flacco. No way, I just, kidding. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> for just a second, just a smidge. Right. I almost, you almost uh, had me. Right? All right, now who's number one, Mike White? Mike White. Wow. All right. Mike White, all the way to number one. I have, wow. um, I have Minshew number one. Do you? Yeah. So I like that too. All right. So we, we kind of were working with the same pool of names, but different orders. What do you got? Let us know. Ramoslaw.com, text line 303. Nobody put, nobody put, uh, Sam Darl Sam did there. not make that list. I was the only one to put Baker on there. 303 713 1043 down territory next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit BathFitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.